Hey, this is Dr. Evans Kariuki. Welcome to Firebrand Nation. Your life will never be the same as you go through these teachings. These are teachings for soul winners. Here at Firebrand Nation, we believe that we are called to reach one soul every second. This podcast is designed for soul winners who hunger and thirst to see the lost come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Let us pick up from right where we left off. Thank you, Jesus. Witchcraft is the bending of the wheel, the manipulation of the wheel, and it always has to do with interactions with other areas or other things in the world. Interactions. So you're using, remember the three heavens, you're using the powers of the three heavens to affect the earth. But the powers that you're using are not of the spirit of God. Remember the witch of Indoor, as we read at the end, was using powers to call on the dead. And the power that the, she, was, she was using was the power of ancestral names. Are you understanding? So that's witchcraft. When someone uses other powers to manipulate, to bend, to create this thing that they desire, that is witchcraft. Witchcraft is also defined as pharmakia, or our word for pharmacy, pharmacy. The word pharmacy is the biblical definition of witchcraft, which means to like to medicate or to influence somebody for them to produce a reaction or for a thing to produce a reaction. But if you think about it, at the end of the day, it's like the bending or the twisting of the wheel. Today, if you take a certain drugs, certain drugs make you high and they make you do something. That's witchcraft. So whenever the power of witchcraft is present, it's like you look at somebody and they are doing things that you're sitting back and saying, are you stupid? Why would you do such a thing? But the person is actually high. A man is destroying his whole family, losing the family, the family wealth, the family life over a lady who is total... If, if you really looked at the situation with sense, you would say this is crazy. Like if you looked at it with sense, you would say this is crazy. Or a pastor is letting somebody mess the whole church up and mess everything up. And looking from the outside, you who's not intoxicated, you who has not been influenced by that witchcraft, to you, it's like, are you, and what, what is wrong with you? But the person is intoxicated. The church, hear me. Because the truth is this, we deal with this even in our families. The person is intoxicated by witchcraft. That is why you must break that power. They don't see what you see. And sometimes, sometimes they'll say things like, Yes, I understand. Yes, I know. 
In fact, I'm over. I'm done with it. It's over. But they will never break it up. They, they, they never go and say, it's over, it's finished. Are you understanding what I'm saying? They will act like, yes, I've heard you. Yes, I know how crazy it is. Yeah, they, yeah that, that was crazy. Yes, they will act like, yes, they understand. But they will, unless the power of God is manifested, they won't fix it. They will not fix it. Remember, someone who's high on drugs, how many times do they tell you they're going to leave? How many times do they tell you they're going to stop? If, they use, if you use a certain pharmaceutical drug or you use a certain drug, that is like witchcraft. Witchcraft becomes addictive. So the person who's applying witchcraft on somebody becomes so addictive to that person. It's like they exchange covenants. They exchange ungodly covenants and ungodly soul ties and ungodly connections that that person does not see their life without that person's uh, influence. Are you understanding? Oh, church, please. Let me know that you're understanding what I'm saying. Give the Lord three great amens. Amen, amen, amen. It is like they become, they just become foolish. And sometimes this witch or this person applying witchcraft has not even been in their in their uh, surrounding. You find a new a new member to a church who works in witchcraft. In two years, they have gained so much influence, so much impact. And you think the church has been there for 20 years. And now you think the church depends on this person? Are you getting what I'm saying? It's, it doesn't make sense, but it's an intoxicating. It's intoxicating. The person under the influence is literally intoxicated by the power of witchcraft. And today it's broken in Jesus' mighty name. Amen? Amen. amen and amen. Let us continue. These two things work together, witchcraft and rebellion. So people who operate in manipulation and rebellion, they are always backing authority. Have you ever heard of people who say, let's not listen to authority, let us go do this thing ourselves. If you ever hear someone do that, they are setting you up for manipulation. Or, man, God, yeah, that Christian thing is good, but uh, I don't know if Little Wayne is still hot, but this Little Wayne, this, this Christian, uh, this secular artist is coming to town, let's go. Or they listen to that music as much as they listen to the other. It's like their heart is rebellious. They are not just submitted. Do you know Christianity, for you to be submitted, it's a work of the Holy Ghost. It's a work of the Spirit. It's a work of the Spirit. For me as a church leader, I'll tell you this. There are people we have worked with. We worked the parking lot service. We worked when, when this pandemic was at its highest. We've built such a strong relationship that today, if they came and said, hey, pastor, this and this is going on and this and this can be done better or can be corrected, I will listen. 
because I have seen their submission. You understand? But if, if every time I ask somebody to do something, they rebelled, is that somebody that I should listen to when it comes to another issue? No, no, because what will happen, it will become manipulation. It becomes manipulation. Down the road, it becomes manipulation. So rebellion, you look at the fruits of someone's life. They've rebelled against their parents. They hate their daddy. They hate their big sister. They hate their big brother. They hate their mom. It's like everybody, every leader is against you. Oh, come on. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Next, next. And we said rebellion is to rebel against God. And partial obedience, partial obedience opens the door for witchcraft. Partial obedience opens the door for witchcraft. Stubbornness, let's talk about this. Stubbornness, and we are in, we are in 1 Samuel 15, verse 23. I have to get to Jezebel today, so I'm not going to reread it. You can read it. Uh, stubbornness is the twin of idolatry. Stubbornness and idolatry go hand in hand. Someone who is stubborn, what does that mean? Stubbornness. They, they look like they're going to do it. They look like they almost do it. But on the inside, they have no intent to do it. No intent. It's like you're wondering, didn't we talk about this thing? Didn't we talk about this thing? Let me give you an example. Someone who idolizes money. I, let me tell you, I'm, I'm a pastor, so I'm giving you examples of how they operate in ministry and in the family, you understand? Someone who idolizes money, who likes money, will tell you, yes, pastor, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to, to uh, clean the church. I will be your best cleaner. I'll be your best cleaner. Then you tell them, go clean the sanctuary. And they, they don't. And you say, hey, we talked about this. Go do this thing. They don't. Until I tell them, if you clean, you will get $3. The $3 is what moves them. Is what gets them. And the moment you give them what they idolize, the moment you give them what they idolize, it's like you have unlocked a door. They move now. They can move. They can move. Stubbornness is not, you, you, is not released until their idol is released. People who, they, oh my gosh, they, are, they, are, they, they say yes, but don't move until you give them their perfect conditions. Do you, have you ever known of people who make excuses on every corner? It's like everything, there's an excuse. It's like, it's like the world has no problems that can be solved. To them, they want, they want everything to be aligned. Stubborn, stubborn, stubborn. Can't get, can't get into an area and solve problems. Can't get somewhere and resolve. It's like you give them something to do, they take one step and they are coming back to you. Oh, it didn't work. I cannot do this. 
give me this, give me this, give me this, give me this, give me this. And then you get into a giving, 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 giving game. And what ends up happening is you give until you're manipulated. Those become doors. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Church, it is very important for you to identify stubbornness from the beginning. Because later on, it leads to manipulation. You, you are married to somebody and you're telling them, please go get a job or please go do this or please do this. And they are just not moving. Mm. There is a reason they are not moving. There is an idol that hasn't moved them. Are you understanding? Stubbornness is as idolatry. So when you tell, when you tell, when God begins to tell somebody that, hey, this is what I want you to do. What this scripture is telling us, our response should be, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The moment you begin to disobey God, what Samuel was telling Saul is when you're in authority, when you begin to question and disobey God, you're opening doors for witchcraft. You're opening doors for idolatry. Are you understanding? Okay, how does stubbornness fully manifest as idolatry? Someone who is stubborn will always look for somebody who will accept them as they are. So um, you find people who they are stubborn in church, stubborn, stubborn, stubborn. Then they hear about the church down the street that will allow them to be how they want. And because they disagree with your authority, what do they do? They go down the street. Not because what you are teaching or what you're telling them was wrong. It's because they didn't want to change. But down the street, they'll accept you the way you are. So let me go to my idol. And let me go there. Stubbornness. A stubborn spouse begins to cheat or have affairs because emotional or physical, because they did not want to participate or invest in their marriage. Are you understanding? In church, identify these things early. Identify them early so that you can, you can um, be wise and avoid long-term problems. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. When someone begins, okay, three dimensions of witchcraft, three levels of witchcraft, there is the influence stage. Somebody is influenced. Basically, they are using witchcraft and they don't know it's witchcraft. They don't know. It's just, it's what mom did. It's what dad did. It's what my sister did. It's what the family is used to. But they don't know they used to be a witch. The second level, make sure you write this down. The second level is usury. Usury. So they realize, oh, this witchcraft works. And now they know what they're doing. It's like they know if I cry this way, they will listen. If I manipulate this way, they will listen. Are you understanding? They know exactly what they're doing. 
and they know how to turn it up and turn it down, witchcraft. And number three, the third level, which is the deepest level of witchcraft, they become teachers. And teachers are who we call witches, witches and warlocks. Teachers are the ones who teach others or others go to them to receive divinations, charms, and sorceries. Are you understanding? The, the maturity of a witch is somebody goes to them to receive these things. The witch of indoor was a teacher, full manifester, full manifester. But majority of people know what they're doing. Level two, level two, witchcraft. Amen. And this teaching begins very simply. It starts, hey, come, let me show you how to gain here. And oh my gosh, it's all over YouTube. It is all over YouTube, all over YouTube. The level of witchcraft that people are propagating in the church, some nonsense about manifest your promise and manifest it this way, without the word of God, without the word, without the depths of God, without holiness, without the, they're teaching people how to, how to say this, do this, witchcraft. Those are professional witches, professional witches, and they are younger and younger now, more younger. And these prophets who are reading the stars and reading the, 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 um, the, the shakings of the earth and then beginning to claim it's a prophecy, it's witchcraft. It's witchcraft all over, all over. TikTok is full of it, full of it. Witches who are now manipulating and teaching people how to do witchcraft. And they are young, they are young. If you think about this person at the age of 18 has learned how to already become a teacher of witchcraft. Imagine what happens by the time they're in their 30s. By the time they're in their 30s, they'll be causing rain, They'll be causing, uh, they'll be causing um, the earth to, to react, the earth to do certain things. Don't forget, these powers increase the more you submit yourself to the devil. They increase. They increase. And the more followers and the more people you bring to the devil, the more they increase. The more they increase. They are all over. And they know. And I thank God for this teaching because it's opening our eyes because they know how to twist words. Nothing to do with God, but full of witchcraft. Amen. Amen. All right. So we have said, I'm going to repeat this. Uh, people who are under witchcraft don't have authority. They don't have legitimate authority. All right. When you see generations rebelling against parents, churches, and governments. Be ready for witchcraft to begin to manifest. Be ready. Can I tell you something, uh, church leaders? Church leaders, anyone who tells you, oh, I left my mom's house because my mom and I did not get along. I left my daddy's house because we didn't get along. And they begin to trash their parents. And their parents are alive. Careful. Careful. The next person they'll trash, the moment you tell them what not to do, guess who it is? The next person they'll trash, the moment you try 
to establish authority. <laughs> They'll trash you. Remember Christianity, pillars of Christianity, honor your father and mother. Whether they are good fathers, whether they are bad fathers, whether they did this, whether they did that, honor them. That does not mean you become like them. That does not mean you do what they do. No, no. I want you to realize, and I know as I'm teaching this, you are thinking about situations. I want you to think about that situation, that person who has deployed witchcraft. How is their relationship with authority? It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's how it is. It's how it is. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, remember King Saul. King Saul ruled with the spirit for how many chapters? Quickly, please. How many chapters? And how many Five chapters? chapters? Five chapters. Yes. And how many chapters was he without the spirit? Remember, 1 Samuel goes to 31. 20. 20 wow. without the spirit. So he ruled about 20 chapters without the spirit and about six with five to six, depending on how you arrange it. What spirit did he use for the 20 chapters? The Bible tells us he turned to the witch. Wow. Yep. He turned to the witch. Remember, where did it start? It started with rebellion. It started with rebellion. So when you see it begin as rebellion, know the end game is going to be witchcraft. Witchcraft and idolatry. Samuel, Saul, sorry, Saul became an idol worshiper, began going to witches because on the inside of him, he was searching for the voice of God. But now the voice is gone. The spirit is gone. And he turned to witchcraft. Amen. It is a cause and effect. I'm going to repeat it again so you get it. Wherever there is rebellion, sooner or later there will be witchcraft. I have seen it. When people rebel against the ministry, whether it's in Africa or it's in America, do you know what happens next? They go and start applying witchcraft to members of the church. Someone left the church, but they start calling people they never even talked to. Oh, how is my spiritual daughter doing today? How is my spiritual? You left the church months ago, and you're still trying to influence people who are young in the church, people who are growing in the church. They begin to gather their own rebellious group and they begin to teach them. They begin to teach them this wizardry and this rebellion and this witchcraft. They begin to teach them. That is why it is important. Now, I'm not saying that this is how sometimes you, you can't even do things like this. Sometimes it's best to talk to people. But usually... What Paul teaches, Paul teaches people who become rebellious, kick out the whole group. The whole group, let them go. Because if you leave a little bit of rebellion, it's just going to spread to the, to the young Christians. You understand? Let that whole group go and let leaders know, hey, 
this person has been cut off. Wherever they go, we release them, let them go and do what they're doing. But there is no more association. That's what Paul teaches. Because witchcraft needs to be cut off. Rebellious people stay from the outside and they continue to claw, continue to claw and draw people in. You hear, oh, so-and-so was called for lunch. Oh, so-and-so was called for this. And all they are doing is teaching. They are teaching. They are, they are spreading, spreading rebellion. You understand? So please be mindful against those things. I remember one day for me, someone, one of the key leaders of Pastor Parsley left the ministry. And when they left, I don't know what demon entered their head. They tried to call me to tell me what he did and when he did and how he did. I'm sure that's a one phone call they regret. I remember I was sitting in Cracker Bell, Cracker Barrel or what, where they sell whatever. Anyway, they, I was sitting there and I told them, my friend, you're talking about my pastor, please. I understand your pain, I understand where you went, but this conversation ends now. It ends now, please. It ends now. See you, God bless you, bye. And there are some, there are some who began sympathizing with them, connecting with them, connecting with them. And soon enough, today, 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 they are nowhere. They are pastors who sympathized with them. Today, their influence is gone. You understand? So be mindful of, of, uh, of those influences. Even in the family, that's how it happens. It happens like that in the family. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. So if you look at the occult or the full manifestations of witchcraft and deal with that only, you will not deal with the root. You must deal with rebellion. Amen? And to teach your children against rebellion. Teach them against it and teach them at a young age. You teach them family is important. You teach them, I am your mother, I am your father. You will obey. You will, you teach them. Tell them why it's important to honor fathers and mothers. Tell them why it's important to honor authority. You protect them against rebellion and you destroy the root. Churches, if there are any pastors listening to me, don't be like some silly leader who told me uh, you should not have to teach authority. The spirit of God just moves amongst the people. <laughs> people say some crazy things. Christians need to be taught the word of God. And one of the structures you teach is how to obey God and how to obey the people that God has put in place. It's biblical. Amen. Let us keep um, moving. So now let us go to one deep manifestations of the spirit of witchcraft, which is the spirit of Jezebel. Spirit of Jezebel, Jezebel. Point, now start a new, a new line, Jezebel. Now that we've understood witchcraft, let's understand Jezebel. Number one, Jezebel is a spirit, not a person. Jezebel is a spirit, not a person. It's a spirit, not a person. Jezebel is a spirit that's assigned to persons. People who manifest the spirit of Jezebel have gone beyond level two witchcraft, all right? Jezebel 
is a spirit, not a person. It's a spirit assigned to a person. Level two. People who manifest the spirit of Jezebel have gone beyond. They are at level two. They are either level three or level two. It is really just level one people who manifest Jezebel. Those are just people who need deliverance from rebellion and witchcraft. But Jezebel knows what they are doing. Oh, Jezebel knows what they are doing. Jezebel is also, unfortunately, a spirit that we will deal with till the end of the times. I would love to say that we will destroy Jezebel, but the Bible doesn't tell us that. You see Jezebel in the book of 1 Kings, write that down, and we will see that. And you also see Jezebel in Revelation chapter 2, verse 20. Please write it down. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou hast suffered that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce. Go, go there, Revelation 2.20, go there, go there. And let me explain why I'm saying Jezebel is level two and three. Level two and three. Uh, uh, look at this. Are you there? Give the Lord a great amen. I want to make sure you've received this scripture. Okay. Revelation chapter 2, verse 20. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess. By her teachings, she misleads many servants into sexual immorality and the eating of good of food that is sacrificed to idols. Let us dig into this scripture. Jezebel is a teacher. What level is that? Jezebel is a teacher. Level three, witchcraft. Level three. Oh, if, you're, if ever your wife, your daughter, or your son, or husband is influenced by Jezebel, they will learn so many new things quickly. And you're wondering, Lord, where did my daughter learn homosexuality from? Where did my daughter learn lesbianism from? Where did my uh, spouse learn to be this rebellious? They teach quickly. They are master teachers. Jezebel, oh, Jezebel is a master teacher. Master teacher. Also, remember, there are two ways you, you identify witchcraft. Rebellion, stubbornness, and idolatry. What does the Bible say? The Bible says that Jezebel teaches fornication, rebellion, and the Bible teach Jezebel makes them to eat food that has been offered to idols. Eat Pastor, food that has been offered to idols. Church, lunch. Jezebel is a master. I will feed you. Let us go eat. Let us go eat here. I'll give you the best restaurants. I'll give all oh, sleep and eat. Jezebel, someone who's been hit by Jezebel, belly full. Jezebel will never say, let's fast. Jezebel will never, oh, fast what? Fast what? It's eating time. 
is eating time. In fact, Jezebel knows all the greatest spots and the greatest areas to take you. Church, careful. Jezebel feeds the priests and feeds the prophets of God until they are intoxicated by all the food. Remember where the food comes from? It has been offered to what? Idols. 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 Yes. Yes. There was a time I was... Now, of course, there are areas that I still see it in my life. But there was a time I was uh, very... I was, I was very... Uh, I was making decisions in my life. Making decisions about the upbringing of my children, my daughter especially. And these things began to manifest. And every time we needed to talk about my daughter, we had to be eating. Let us go sit down and eat and talk. In fact, I'm buying lunch. Let us go sit down and eat. And I realized every time I ate, it's like, <laughs> it's like I, I became, I walked into the meeting with decisions made. But as I'm eating, I'm losing my, my <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm weaker. I'm becoming weaker and weaker and weaker. And we went around town, all restaurants, all rest. Then one time, you know, you go, you go, you sit with people who you've had relationships with, and they start saying, "Let's go eat." And the whole lunch is memory lane. Remember when? Remember we did? Remember this? Remember where we were? Remember? And you're like, Lord. By the time you leave that lunch, you're fully intoxicated. Full to you now. Your head is full of remember when, and you begin to think. Did I make a mistake by leaving? Did I make a mistake by doing this? Did I make a mistake? They fully grasp by that. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Are you understanding? It is important to be uh, to to have that. Now we need to continue for the sake of time. The Bible continues to say. The Bible continues to say that Jezebel is a master teacher. Master teacher. Amen. Master teacher. You see Jezebel in the book of Revelation, and you also see Jezebel in 1 Kings chapter 9. 1 Kings chapter 9. Write this point down. I want to make sure you get these points. Jezebel in the Bible is mostly a woman. Pastor, why is that the case? Why is Jezebel a woman? No one, no one chose whether they want to be a woman or a man, but why does Jezebel mostly manifest as a woman? The reason for this is because Jezebel and women are created with a natural, by nature, God gave them a spirit of discernment. Women are naturally more, more discerning. And if a woman learns to use that discernment for evil, it becomes witchcraft very quickly. Are you understanding? If that spirit of discernment is twisted for evil, it turns very, very quickly into manipulation. Next, for Jezebel to be a man, 
biblically, men are usually the ones in authority. But remember, Jezebel rebels against authority. So Jezebel is a woman who wants to usurp authority, wants to step over men. You understand? So men usually in scripture are in authority. However, Jezebel operates in men who are under authority. Men who are under authority and don't know how to submit. That's where Jezebel operates in those men. Are you understanding? So biblically, it makes sense, right? It makes sense. Jezebel would not be a man in the Bible because most of the men the Bible talks about are in authority. Though I will show you one man who manifested the signs of Jezebel. So usually it is because uh, biblically women, even the ones in authority, are still required to submit under covering. But you find rebellion. Amen? You find that rebellion. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Whenever somebody connects with Jezebel, I'm giving you the points, that signifies the end, the end or the beginning of the end of their influence in the spirit. From that point, Jezebel begins to control everything. First Kings chapter 16, verse 33. A man who's under the Jezebel influence doesn't make decisions. Jezebel is really the one who makes decisions. You see this man, it's like they have become water. They are nothing. They are weak. They are just, they are just, they are, they are, they are living to please their, their Lord in the house. Are you understanding? When Jezebel operates in the church, Jezebel is the prophet. Nothing happens until they prophesy. Until Jezebel sees it, nothing moves. So a church leader doesn't take decisions, doesn't move until they move. When Jezebel is in a family, oh, the day the family makes a decision without involving them, fire, fire. They call everybody, they start shouting, they start, who made, who said, who did, who did this? It's like, hey, can't we decide something? Can't, why, why, why do you have to be the one who has to, to decide everything? It's, it's amazing. Are these things true or not true? First Kings chapter 16, verse 33. And Ahab made a grove, and Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. Ahab did more to provoke God to anger than all the kings that were before him. Ahab made God angry. Why? Because he married Jezebel. Jezebel. When Jezebel is present, if you are a spirit-filled Christian, it gets you angry because you're carrying the anger of God. Church, hear me. When you see this begin to manifest, it's like, why is this happening in God's church? 
Why is this happening in our family? Why is this happening in my marriage? It's like an anger. I'm not talking about you just want to sit down and talk about it. You are ready to, <laughs> are you understanding what I'm teaching you? It's like you're ready to fight. It's like, why does this person come and manipulate everything? It's, it's anger. It's anger. Uh, uh. It's an anger. It gets you, it gets you hot. Gets you hot real quick. Real quick. All right. Now, I want to, let me, let me give two more points, a few more points and leave it there. We, we'll stop there for today. Jezebel is always looking for a dominant position, dominant position, controlling position, but control without involvement, control without involvement. Jezebel does things like, I'm not going to the meeting because if I'm not there, they cannot make decisions. And today they learn how important I am. It's like, are you like, why, why would you do that? They want control without involvement. Oh, church, hear me. Jezebel will do all the teaching, but has no work. There is no works. No works. No works. Jezebel also raises other prophets around, around them. So people who believe like them. So Jezebel, the spirit of Jezebel says, Remember, Jezebel is a teacher, so teaches a lot of people and says, don't you see? They also think so. They also see it this way. They also, but those people have eaten at the table of Jezebel. They are just her, her little students, her little students. And, and, and sometimes you can be deceived. Oh, everyone thinks this. Oh, everyone sees it this way. Oh, everyone. No, it's Jezebel who's given her... Jezebelism 101, Jezebelism 102, Jezebelism 103, and they all come with lunch, free lunch and good meals. Amen. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. I think that's a good place to, to stop. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Father, we thank you that the entrance of your word brings light. I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Every foul spirit of wickedness, witchcraft, sorcery, divination, works of Satan, manifestations of the spirit is broken in the mighty name of Jesus. As we receive this knowledge, as we receive this empowerment, as we receive this eye-opening teachings, Lord, we thank you that first of all, show us us. Let us see ourselves and let us correct the areas that need to be corrected. And most importantly, Lord, let us guard our hearts. Let us guard your house. Let us guard our families. Let us guard our lives from these powers. And today I bless each and every person under my voice. And I declare that they are going to be free to serve God, free to serve him without manipulation, free to serve him without divination, free to serve him without sorcery, free to serve him without charms, free to serve him without wickedness in Jesus' mighty name, to the glory and to the honor of the almighty God. Give the Lord a great hand clap. Thank you so much for joining us. I truly believe you have been blessed. If you have enjoyed this episode and would like to join Firebrand Nation, the movement, connect with us on social media 
at Firebrand Nation, go to our website at www.firebrandnation.com. Remember, alone I'm a flame, together we are a fire. Like, share, and distribute this so that others could be blessed. God bless you.